With the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Peter reminds his readers of this. And this verse is used widely and often to undo the tidal wave of specific timelines we have regarding the promise of Christ coming before the fathers fall asleep in the first century. It's used to say that God is not a God of timetables, that God is not concerned with these specific promises that naturally attach themselves to timetables, to timelines. But God gave Abraham a specific timeline of 400 years before his children would be redeemed out of Egypt. And it happened. God said through Jeremiah that Israel would be in Babylon for 70 years, then they would return to Jerusalem. And it happened. God said through Daniel that it would be 70 weeks of years until Messiah came, and it happened. God said he would be in the grave like Jonah for three days and three nights and be resurrected, and it happened. God said he would come in the power of his kingdom before the fathers died, and it didn't happen because one day is like a thousand years to God. No, that's not the case. It too happened. It really did happen. What does Peter say in the next sentence? He says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Peter's not spending his letters defending the reliability of the imminence of Christ's coming in power only to concede the argument to the mockers by saying specific promises of eminence don't really mean specific promises of eminence. That's not what he's doing. Peter is saying God's timing will be exactly as he said. He will not be slack, even though you mockers think he's being slack. God is waiting to the last minute. The, the fathers are dying. God's waiting to the last minute because God loves to wait until the last minute. That's what good stories are. We like movies that have this thing and that we like that because that's the way God's made the world. That's the way God's interacted with his people. God loves to come in at the last minute and save. That's what he's doing here. He's waiting till the very last minute to save not only because suspense and drama are fun and God likes those things, but he's giving all of these sinners the chance to repent. Mm -hmm. That's what Peter's saying. He's saying this is for your benefit so that you don't perish. He doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want any of his people to perish or even the mockers to perish. He wants them to be saved. He wants you to repent and be saved is what Peter's telling them. And you are saved by Jesus, the Christ, by believing on him and his finished work on the cross. And he has provided salvation for you through his son, whose promises are reliable, whose timing is perfect, and whose sacrifice is salvation. So come and welcome to Jesus Christ.